find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where I discuss our current situation in the collapse that we are experiencing. Yes, uh, I, I promise you I will get back to uh, the great narrative. I am I'm taking a bit of a break from from that book, um, doing a lot of research on a current project. And um, while I have time to do these uh, short little news briefs and uh, commentary on, on things that are currently happening, uh, to be able to sit down and... Um, read through the the great narrative and record it on here uh takes a bit more and uh takes away from other things that uh currently are a higher priority uh as of right now so i will get back to it i promise you probably one more episode uh this week but tonight i will be on the truth defender podcast uh that will be on youtube uh, so you can check it out there. Uh, the audio file, I believe, will be posted after that. And you can find that on Spotify and wherever you find great podcasts. Uh, so looking forward to that. It will be about my book, uh, The Last Journalist, The Life and Times of Michael Hastings. So that will be a good conversation about a man that uh, hasn't even been 10 years yet since he died. And um, unless you are really familiar with the story, not people know who the hell Michael Hastings is. Um, you want to know more about him, check out a movie on Netflix. If you are a Netflix fan, if you like to binge watch stuff on there, as many people do, uh, go check out uh, War Machine. Not, not the Iron Man one. Uh, it, it's War Machine with Brad Pitt. <laughs> totally different movie. Uh, it's based on his book, The Operators, which is an extension of uh, his uh, Rolling Stone article about Stanley McChrystal. So um, it'll give you a good idea as to who Michael Hastings was, even though he's not a main character in the story. It's mostly about Stanley McChrystal, but the whole story is based on uh, his research, his his article, the book that he wrote later on. So... Um, yeah, Michael Hastings, a uh, very, very interesting guy. Uh, unfortunately, died way too young at the age of 32. And um, yeah, the, the mysteries surrounding his death are definitely worth looking into. So uh, if you'd like to know more about that, you can pick up a copy of The Last Journalist on Amazon. Um, otherwise, uh, check out the podcast. Uh, I do believe it's going to be fun. And, um, as for, as for other updates, Thursday, I will be on No Way Jose with, uh, Jose Galison. And, um, that's going to be, I guess, uh, he, he's got part one. So I'm guessing he wants to have like a regular thing until we're, we're done going through the book, uh, A Crash in the Night, The Assassination of Duncan Lump, uh, Part one is going to be Thursday night. You can check that out. Um, 
I don't know where exactly he's going to want to start out on that. So um, it's kind of a mystery to me at the moment as to uh, what that first episode is going to look like. But um, yeah, it, it should be um, that one should be interesting as well. Um, as far as I know, uh, people who were receiving advanced copies, they should have been delivered today. Uh, otherwise anybody else who was receiving them got them via email and um, the book itself comes out October 31st so uh, you can pre-order uh, or you can wait until Halloween and um, anyways uh, on to the stories shall we so, Russia launches large-scale strikes on some 20 Ukrainian cities in response to terrorist Crimea Bridge Blast. Yeah, they, they dropped something like 84 rockets. Uh, there's a lot of video footage across the country capturing these blasts. Uh, dash cam footage, surveillance cameras. Um, now, they're trying to say that like 40-some missiles were intercepted before they could hit. Uh, what truth there is to that, who knows. Um, there's, unfortunately, truth is one of the first casualties of war. Um, that's, that's a nice little quote <laughs> from uh, Luke at We Are Change. He, he loves to quote that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, when it comes to what's really going on over there, we, unless you are there, uh, unless you have connections that are outside of the mainstream media, um, it's, it's really impossible to know what exactly is happening over in Ukraine. Uh, so were 40 missiles intercepted? Well, that means that 44 missiles still hit. And from what I could tell, uh, these were not, um, tiny little, like, Hamas rockets going into Israel. No, this was, um like entire buildings being demolished type rockets. So um, that is underway. Um, that's That's been happening over in Russia. That's their, um, uh, I see your fuck you and here's our fuck you. <laughs> and theirs was a lot bigger. So um, Julian Assange and our impunity democracy. This is through Zero Hedge. Um, it's taken a bit to upload. Uh, on Saturday, protests supporting Julian Assange occurred around the world. Yes, I, I saw quite a few videos of this. Chris Hedges was there. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Rid Ridley? I want to say his last name was Ridley. Uh, the UN weapons inspector who who was very vocal about how uh, he knew that Saddam Hussein in Iraq did not have any weapons of mass destruction. And next thing you know, he is getting arrested for kitty porn, which, um, I don't know, there's a story there. I haven't really looked that far into it. Um, needless to say, it seems like the arguments on both sides were just kind of eh. As for what happened with the guy, but um, he's been very vocal about the things that have been happening lately. I did follow him um, quite a bit when he was first outspoken against the Iraq war uh, up until his arrest. 
and all of a sudden, you know, he's he's being silenced. Um, so it looks like he did do some time, and uh, he's out again, and he's making some noise um, along with several other people who were um, demonstrating and protesting Julian Assange being in a maximum security prison over in the UK. For one, he's not a... He's an Australian citizen, so why he's in prison in the UK for crimes allegedly committed, I'm not even going to say in the US, against the US government, but even that's not true either, because according to the First Amendment, which the Supreme Court has already stated, regardless of whether or not you're a citizen, uh, you have all the same rights in accordance to the Constitution if you're in the US, so... If he is a journalist, he is protected under the First Amendment because they're saying that he committed a crime in the U.S., correct? That's why he's supposed to be on trial here. Uh, that's why they keep trying to move him over here. And, um, yeah, they're, the U.S. government's arguments kind of fall flat on why exactly they get to prosecute Julian Assange. He's not a U.S. citizen, Um uh, he did not hack or steal these documents. They were brought to him. He published them. Um, there was a lot of information that was uh, redacted from these documents, from the documents when they posted them. Anything that could be deemed um, vital matters of national security, they could endanger people. Uh, so there was care taken. They didn't just grab everything and then throw it on the website. That didn't happen. And that's what, uh, oh, what, John Boehner? Or was it John Boehner? Walrus Mustache. I want to say that's his name. He was arguing with uh, Assange's wife uh, recently on Piers Morgan. And, um, yeah, he kind of fell, fell face flat into a lot of the arguments that she was making, especially when she was like, hey, you know, if you want to talk about international law, uh, you should be in prison for war crimes. And he he just kind of laughed like, uh, you know, sorry, that shit doesn't apply to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so nice article here about the protest for Julian. Um Another failure of the Trump administration. I know we're a Trump biased podcast, but I am pointing out that Edward Snowden was not pardoned. Julian Assange was not pardoned. There, there's several people that should have been pardoned before Trump left office, and it did not happen. And um, I, for one, am very, very pissed off about that. Um, John Stone, it's only a conspiracy theory when it accuses the U.S. government. <laughs> I thought this has got to be a very entertaining article because uh, he's speaking my language. Uh, the Western political media class has been dismissing as conspiracy theories all claims that the U.S. is likely responsible for last month's sabotage of Nord Stream gas pipelines even while leveling the exact same accusations against Russia without ever using that term. Huh. Because I've heard quite a few theories on this. Personally, this is just me. Uh, Biden said it himself. Like, why would... He's the commander-in-chief, right? If he's saying, 
Nord Stream pipeline will it won't it won't be if if they invade Ukraine. He said this, okay, uh, and then Russia invades, and next thing you know, Nord Stream is uh, gone. It's uh, <laughs> no longer in existence, right? Weird. It's not like somebody said they were going to do that if Russia did said thing. Um, so my theory, uh, yeah, the U.S., um, either we directly did it, and I'll just throw this little caveat out there just in case, just to make some people happy, like, well, what if we didn't do it? We were involved. Uh, I don't know. Somebody mentioned, like, it could have been Poland. Um, that was a theory that was put out there. Some major asinine idiot said Germany. Uh, that one makes just as much sense as Russia blowing up their own pipeline. Why Germany would decide that they're going to blow up a pipeline that they depend on for their industry, especially if they're looking at going to war with Russia eventually. Uh, as long as NATO keeps continuing on with their bullshit, um, the EU is going to end up in a war with Russia. And Germany, just like the previous two world wars are going to be fighting the majority of it. It's not going to be the UK. It's not going to be France. It's not going to, definitely not going to be France, okay? Spain, probably not going to get involved. Uh, there's really no unifying force other than the U.S. military bases in Germany, for one, and uh, the U.S. Army. So why Germany would blow up a pipeline that they depend on when they're already hurting economically, and they were the strongest economy in Europe, by the way. I'd like to point that out. They were the ones that Greece was begging to be bailed out by. And uh, now that they're economically hurting, most of Europe is not faring well at all right now. Um, and of course, the, the last theory, which may have some credibility, Davos. Who would, who would benefit more from that pipeline being shut down than Davos, who, who wants everyone, everywhere, to go off of fossil fuels? Like, what would push that for, what, what would push that agenda faster for the 2030 agenda, but directly shutting down people's ability to have power? It, Davos, like, do I see Klaus Schwab taking, like, a little mini submarine down there with explosives and blowing it up? No. Um, do I think they have influence in places where they really shouldn't? Yes. So, um, you know, there's a very, very, very real possibility that Davos had something to do with it as well. The World Economic Forum. Uh, at the UN Security Council meeting on Friday, U.S. Envoy Richard Mills repeatedly accused Russia of promoting conspiracy theories in its Nord Stream accusations against the United States, saying that our Russian colleagues had decided to instrumentalize the Security Council meeting to spread conspiracy theories and disinformation. I'm sorry, when I hear these two terms, conspiracy theories and disinformation... I'm going to really lean into it as it's probably true because these are, are phrases used to discredit something that most likely you don't want the public to look into. 
if there's one one way to prove to somebody, especially to me, that something is likely true, call it a conspiracy theory or even better, disinformation. Um, that That's usually a, a nice sign. If you're in a relationship right now and you're asking her, uh, you know, what's this? I uh, hear you're talking to your ex again. And she says, oh, <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory. She's talking to her ex again. <laughs> It is important that we use this meeting not to foster conspiracy theories, but to focus our attention on Russia's blatant violation of the Charter and its crimes in Ukraine, Mills argues. And after saying that, the United States categorically denies any involvement in this incident. Oh, plausible deniability. We didn't learn about that on the X-Files. And that there is no justification for the Russian delegation raising conspiracy theories. Again, we, we, we blew it up. Come on. And mass disinformation in this council. Ugh. The sabotage of the gas pipelines were a warning shot from Putin to the West and should blaze for more subterfuge Russian experts warn. Military and Defense Insider on Twitter. Yeah, um... If there's anybody spreading disinformation, it's Military and Defense Insider. Uh, they would profit from the war going further and continuing on. So, uh, who knows? Maybe it was a military-industrial complex. It's like, we're making so much money right now. Just just keep printing the money, keep handing it to us. Because keep in mind, all this money that we're allegedly sending to Ukraine, it's not going to Ukraine. It's going into the hands of military contractors and businesses and manufacturers who are sending over supplies and weapons and ammunition over to Ukraine. And it's, they're not writing a check to, to Zelensky. That's not happening. They're handing this money over to uh, uh, McDonnell Douglas and Halliburton. And they're just sending all this shit over there. It's literally not, it's bypassing Ukraine and it's going straight into the military industrial complex coffers. That's, that's what's happening here. All right, moving on. Strikes hit building that houses empty German consulate in Kiev, Berlin says, uh, there was kind of a huff made about this. Um, Tim Pool was, um, he did a whole video on this and he talked about it last night on his show, but for one, it's an office inside of another building filled with several other offices. There's speculation as to whether or not that building itself was the target because Russian missiles don't tend to be as accurate as, um, say, I don't know, U.S. Uh, bunker busters. You know, it's not... They're, they just kind of fling them out there, just like an AK, you know. Not very accurate, but spray and pray. <laughs> so, um, there is the very real possibility here that uh, it was not the target. Uh, there was nobody in it. Um, well, Germany seems to be a little tiffed about it. Uh, let's see here. No work has gone on in that building for months. The foreign ministry spokesperson told a uh, told a briefing, adding that the German government was in contact with officials in Kiev to assess the extent of the damage to the site. Germany condemned the Russian strikes, which killed at least 10 people. 10 people out of 84 missiles? That's like uh, half a million to a million dollars per person. 
I mean, that's that's one hell of a... That's probably more money than we spent um, on, on several people that we were trying to hunt down. And were launched in retaliation for Ukrainian attacks, including a bridge in Crimea. Ukraine's president, Vladimir... Vladimir Zelensky will address a virtual meeting of the group of seven G7 leaders in, on Tuesday. Group of seven. That, if that doesn't sound fucking sinister, what does? The group of seven. <laughs> Creepy. What is with these people? Bunch of creepers. Uh, breaking. Tulsi Gabbard leaves Democratic Party over threat of nuclear war. The post-millennial. Yes, this was from the post-millennial. Tulsi Gabbard, um, who really, um, in my eyes, I... Obviously, she was not like the other Democrats who were running. You know, first, I was f backing Andrew Yang. Um, and before you start screaming and clawing out your eyes, no, it wasn't because of universal basic income. It was... Many of the other things on his 120-plus list of uh, items on his platform. Uh, the dude had a very awesome platform. I agreed with a lot of it. Not the universal basic income. Uh, so I backed him. After he dropped out, the only logical option was Tulsi Gabbard. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, she didn't even get the VP nominee. Probably because she'd be favorable to uh, Biden. Uh or favorable over Biden, and therefore, if there was a push to get rid of the old guy, um, people would definitely kind of back Tulsi over him. Um, but anyways, uh, apparently she got the memo that Republicans are, are hotter, uh, better looking than Democrats, and she was like, oh my god, I am on the wrong side. So yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat congresswoman from Hawaii, uh, former candidate for the Democratic nomination for president of 2020, announced on Monday morning that she is leaving that party. Gabbard cited elitism, a penchant for war, a hostility towards people of faith, and the radicalization of every issue of reasons that she is walking away and urged other Americans to do so as well. Yes, congratulations, Tulsi. Um... Apparently you got my memo. Because <laughs> I left the party two, uh, before two years ago. So, um, and I wasn't even a member of the party. I wasn't, I don't think I was ever a uh, registered Democrat. Um, and if there is a registry and if I'm on that list, please, please take me off. And stop sending me emails. Uh, stop sending me text messages. I already told you, uh, Democratic Party, um, we're done. It's over. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. No, totally. T it's totally you. It's not me. Um, just trying to be honest here. You have some serious issues that you need to take care of. And um, I'm not here to coddle you. I'm, I just want to live my own life. And... Um, I, I wish you the best, but please, you are a toxic relationship that I will always regret ever being involved in. So, um, Democratic Party, it was fun while it lasted. Not really. You never listened to me or any of the other voters that, uh, uh, for some reason follow you. But, um, yeah, it's over. So, uh... I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. 
that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by radicalizing every issue and stoking anti-white racism. Holy shit! She just, like... If if it wasn't a bunch of soy boys, I would say that she just castrated, like, the, the whole party. Um, stoking anti-white racism who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, Ugh. who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police, will protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, were dragging us ever closer to nuclear war, Gabbard <clears throat> said, Whew, I'm kind of hot and bothered right now. Uh, this woman really knows how to talk. That might be the most sexy thing I've ever heard a woman say. It's just, uh, she gets me. That's all I can say. Now, I believe in the government, and that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. She went on. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Yes. Yes. Okay. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. I'm calling on my fellow common-sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party if you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country. I invite you to join me. Ah, yes. Thank you, Tulsi. Thank you. Thank you again. You're still serving this country. And um, it is always a pleasure to hear what you have to say. Breaking. Oh, oh I just covered that. And this is the last article for today. Biden is reevaluating the relationship with Saudi Arabia after OPEC slashes oil production. This is through the Daily Mail. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, how long ago was 9 11? Uh, 17 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi nationals. <clears throat> and yet we did not invade that country. By, uh, let's see here, yes. Um. After OPEC production cut, as top Democrat says Kingdom wants Putin to win in Ukraine, and J.P. Morgan CEO says America needs to pump more oil. It's weird. He really does not want us to pump any oil. At all. Ever. That's kind of odd. White House spokesman John Kirby said Biden is reconsidering his Saudi stance added that the president is willing to work with Congress on future of relations. <laughs> relations. <laughs> He's having relations with them. Top Democrats have called for a freeze on arms sales after the OPEC decision. No shit. Huh. It's not like the Saudis are killing a bunch of innocent Yemenis in uh, that southern country down there that's involved in some weird civil war for absolutely no reason other than a bunch of assholes are disrupting the, the country. <clears throat> Senator Dick Durbin. Dick Durbin. If there was ever a porn star that did not exist that should, it's Dick Durbin. Said Saudi Arabia wants Russia to win the war in Ukraine. Senator Dick Durbin. 
who doesn't see that on a on a voter uh, ballot and just not check it because they chuckled? Dick Durbin. I'm just Dick Durbin. <laughs> Wants Russia to win the war in Ukraine. Of course they do. They've got a nice alliance going, and they don't even need our fucking arms deals anymore. Sorry, did, did you not? Did you assholes not notice that? Saudi Arabia is buying weapons from Russia, like they have their own weapons deal with Russia. They're trading their oil to Russia in in the ruble. Like this has been going on for a while. They're playing both sides. They're a hoe. Saudi Arabia is a hoe. They're a dirty hoe. That's that's all there is to it. Why are we dealing with dirty hoes? I don't know. They ain't loyal. JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon took a veiled swipe at Biden as he said the U.S. should pump more oil and gas and should have been doing so for a long time. <clears throat> no shit. Yeah. Um, notice how our gas prices are still 60% higher than they were uh, before Biden took office. And why does this... This, this happens every, every freaking time. Like, you know, when the, the, the Gulf War... The, the second one, Iraq 2, the sequel. The, the sequels are never as good as the first one. The first one was very quick, action-packed. It was like, wow, G.I. Joe. That that should have been the G.I. Joe 100-hour movie right there. It was a 100-hour war, right? We kicked Saddam's ass, and we left. That That is a fucking G.I. Joe movie right there. Then there's the sequel. We're going to turn this into an Amazon TV special, and it's just as bad. It was just as bad as that piece of shit. Uh, what is it called? Um, the, the Lord of the Rings reign of fire or some, some garbage, uh, the, the woke version of Tolkien, the thing that would just, the dude is like crapping himself in the grave right now. They turn my book into this. Yeah. Um, anyways, where was I going with this? Iraq two, the sequel. Yeah, we, uh, we go in there. And at first, gas prices go up. They do, right? I mean, I, I remember paying almost $4 a gallon uh, when we first went into Iraq. Early 2000s, 2003, 2004, gas was up there, you know. There was definitely a bunch of people who were, who were speculating that, you know, this isn't going to go well and oil is going to skyrocket in price, and it did for a short period of time. But then by 2008, it was kind of going back down um, until, you know, the, the shit hit the fan in 2009. And I think oil reached, what, $120 a barrel, something like that. And uh, it went, went back up. But what else was happening? Oh, oh, Obama came in the office. That's right. Yeah, the, the great black hope. And um, all of a sudden, we have a consistently high gas price while Obama's in office and we're blowing up shit in Syria and ISIS all of a sudden has become became a thing uh, going to the Eagles of Death Metal and like torching the fucking concert or bombing it or whatever it is that anyways, a bunch of crap went down with Obama. Then Trump comes in the office. Gas prices go back down. Weird. Totally weird. Gee, I wonder what happened with that. And now we have Biden. 60% <clears throat> increase in, in gas prices. 
And uh, we live in a country. I'm sorry, I, I don't. I don't live in a crime-ridden city where DAs just refuse to prosecute people for committing actual crimes. Um, I don't live in one of those places. I, I live in the majority of the United States where you have to drive to work, you have to have a vehicle. Um, we we tend to send our kids to war when um, you're off in college experimenting with your genders and stuff. Um, yeah, the, the, the people who are responsible for keeping the country going, keeping the country fed, are the ones who tend to sacrifice the most. And uh, we are consistently being insulted and degraded and told that we are uneducated, worthless pieces of shit um, for absolutely no reason other than to make other people feel good for contributing absolutely nothing. That's that's where we're at. So, yeah, um, that's that was one heck of a rant, I guess. Um, <laughs> anyways, that that should be about it for me today. Um, keep in mind, um, there's those two podcast interviews that are coming up this week: one tonight and one on Thursday. You can check those out. You can find links to uh, the Thursday night show already posted on YouTube at No Way Jose Podcast. Um, so um, you can put yourself on the waiting list for that one to be notified when it goes live. Um, as for uh, Truth Defender, I believe I have a link to him, but he doesn't have anything posted on YouTube yet. I don't know if that's going to be live or not. Um, it'll be interesting to find out. I don't know how exactly he's, uh, he does his show, but, uh, it'll, it'll be a educational experience. All these podcasts are, they all have like their own way of doing things. So enough of that. Remember you are the carbon they want to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles if you'd like to help out this podcast check out books by matthew gilman on amazon or you should just buy gold and silver just just buy gold and silver it's it's a better investment and uh you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart <laughs>